Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lost Talk Radio. All aboard! <laughs> Don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's get ready to rumble. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Gypsy. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I think that the NFL knows what Randy Moss has done with marijuana, and I think the NFL knows what Randy Moss does with marijuana. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. Top of the morning. Those of you already on Facebook Live, the millions obviously listening around the world on Blog Talk Radio, live from a overcast and dumpy Hollywood, California. This is Tough Love. I'm Alistair Conrath. How are you guys doing? Hopefully you're having a good Sunday thus far. Um, Lots to get to, as usual, right? A half hour with me. If anybody has any opinions that they'd like to uh, call in on, uh, you feel strongly about, please do, 213-943-3423. All right. A couple of uh, things I want to get to from yesterday, uh, and then uh, obviously we'll get to Vikings uh, and Arizona. I have the same feeling that I did uh, as three weeks ago, waking up and thinking, oh, we're playing the Bills. I don't really have much to say. We should win. Same way I feel today, but uh, we'll get into that. Uh, first off, yesterday in college football, uh, is, is there, I guess the only question, right, remains, is there anybody who's going to be, beat Alabama? Uh, for the top 10 uh, loss yesterday, Georgia loses on the road to LSU. What does that say about Georgia, or does that mean LSU turn the corner and is that good still not sold on barrow their quarterback uh but their defense is their defense lsu's defense is legit and it always is uh you know they are mirroring every team you know from the past 20 years that lsu has had so could they beat alabama probably not um and georgia obviously will slide washington loses on the road in eugene to Oregon in overtime, which if you miss that game, that's too bad. 30 to 27, Oregon takes it. Um, you know, and, and again, Oregon 17, Washington 7. They're going to meet somewhere in the middle. 
Georgia's two, LSU is 13. They're going to meet somewhere in the middle. A lot of two-loss teams now. Miami, number 16, they get beat, though, at Virginia. Alabama obviously takes care of business. Tua Tagvialoa got hurt. I don't know how serious it is. But Penn State loses at home to Michigan State. Penn State was eight. They lose at home to, to, to Michigan State. Michigan crushes Bucky Badger in Wisconsin, which was a huge shock to me. I thought defensively Wisconsin would take care of business in that. And lastly, not, the last top ten was West Virginia, and they got shithoused by Iowa State. <laughs> All Iowa State does, by the way, is just beat top ten teams. I think in the last two years, they are to that they were one and sixty-four. Uh, so I don't know what they put in the Wheaties, you know, when they play the top ten teams in Iowa State. Uh, but it worked. Uh, so four of the top ten are gone, uh, and so I mean, it just leaves Alabama, and I don't necessarily know if it's even close. Uh, this year, obviously, if Tagvialoa is out for a little while, that would you know hurt. But you still have Jalen Hurts, who led you to a national championship on the bench. Uh, who you know who's going to probably come in and play this week against a no name. I don't know who Alabama plays, but until they play LSU, you know, I mean, I guess that's possibly the last chance that they're going to you know uh, be, have a scare on Notre Dame, Michigan, Nebraska. Real quick. Uh, uh, which is, you know, a, a lead-in. But Nebraska, 0-6. I, I mean, I know it's a first-year Scott Frost, though. You know, it's one thing to be a coach at a Central Florida or like P.J. Fleck from Minnesota right now who is at Western Michigan, and you are coaching a lot of overachievers. And, you know, it's, if you get on a roll, all of a sudden you can start to make these kids believe your message and your and your gusto, and that might not translate to a place like Nebraska, where you have you know pretty good recruits via or comparatively, I should say, to Central Florida, and it makes it interesting. You know, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. It's not always rosy uh, on the other side. Grass is not always greener. So uh, anyway, get to that one one tidbit that I just want to say. I told you so on, and I never do that. You guys know that, but. You know, I've said for six, seven years, something like that, that Eli Manning, you know, because everybody always says, oh, he's got two Super Bowls. He's for sure Hall of Famer. Eli Manning, I mean, he's terrible now. He's terrible now. And he has always been just above average. And just because he has two Super Bowl rings does not automatically put him in Hall of Fame conversation. It is still an individual honor. And individually, Eli Manning sucks, especially now. And I've just never been a fan. He wasn't that great at Ole Miss. And, you know, because of the name, I think, you know, he's gotten more opportunity than the next. He still has two rings, don't get me wrong. I like his Iron Man aspect to it. But at the end of the day, he's not Peyton. He's not Drew Brees. He's not Phillip Rivers. And Philip Rivers, I love. You guys know that. But Eli showed it again. I mean, talk about laying a turd on Thursday Night Football. Eli was terrible at home 
I feel bad for Saquon Barkley, and I'm going to say this now and maybe mark it down so I can go back into the archives later on. Pray Saquon Barkley does not become the next Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders' career was wasted with terrible quarterback play. He had a couple decent receivers. But Barry Sanders' career was absolutely wasted because of the team, the dump that he played on in Detroit, save for maybe a couple years. Saquon Barkley is obviously a talent, and he is insanely good. But he is on a team that, even with Odell Beckham Jr., think of that. Like, Eli Manning sucks, and he's got two of the best at the position. Uh, you know, on the same side of the football, um, you know, they might have messed up. They, it'll be interesting five years from now, right, to see Josh Rosen, to see Baker Mayfield, to see Sam Darnold, to see where they're at, and to think that aside from Baker being that Cleveland took him first, you could have had a Josh Rosen or a Sam Darnold. It will be interesting. We know what Saquon is already, and I think obviously he's only going to get better, but Eli and it starts with the quarterback for the most part. Eli's terrible, and is it going to come back to bite them five years down the road, not getting Rosen, not getting Darnold? All right, Vikings cards. Like I said on the intro, three weeks ago, Al, I was all about us hammering Buffalo, so much so that I didn't even want to talk about it. I was like, ah! Yeah, it should be a win. What else is there to say? You're one of the best defenses in the league. You're playing at home against a, arguably the, the worst Owen team. <laughs> Troy, skull that. Eli is garbage. Uh, liquid garbage. You're one of the best defenses. Playing at home against an 0-2 Buffalo team that at the time you could have made an argument that they were junk, that they were the worst team in the league. They were junk, but the worst team in the league. Be rad. And so, therefore, you go into that game, and, by the way, <laughs> by the way, they were missing LaShawn McCoy. Everything, oh, everything said Vikings win easy, as did Vegas, as they put the Vikings a 16-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. We all know what happened. Vikings ended up getting crushed, a missed field goal loss, crushed, down 27 nuts at halftime, crushed to Buffalo. Josh, what up? And I'm just like, today, I, I have that all of a sudden uneasy feeling because, of, you know, what transpired in Minneapolis against Buffalo. Keep in mind, if somebody would have told me before the season, that at the five-game mark, the Vikings would have been 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. I would have taken that because think about it. You had at Green Bay, at Rams, and at Philly within those first five games. I honestly thought that we would beat San Fran, we'd beat Buffalo, we'd be 2-3. and three. I truly believe that, and I said that before the season on this show. So to be 2-2-1, two, two, and one, ah, that's not bad, Clayton. It's not bad, but if we would have lost if we would have beaten Buffalo and lost to Philly, then going into today and beaten Buffalo handily, mind you, Brian, what's up? Beating them handily and lost to Philly, I would have I would have gone into today with much more confidence 
because yeah, we lost to the Rams on a sh- you know on a short week in Los Angeles, gave them a hell of a fight. And then if we would have lost to Philly, you know, I mean, defending Super Bowl champs, you know, I mean, I would have understood those and beating Buffalo. Turn those two around. (laughs) Shut up, Peyton. Turn those two around, though. And that is what gives me pause for today. As a Vikings fan, I can sit there and see Josh Rosen having just a, you know, John Elway type of a day and, and David Johnson crushing the defense, rushing, receiving Larry Fitzgerald homecoming for him going nuts. I can see this stuff. They don't, their, their defense should be better than it is, but they're having difficulties last week. They got rolled and it, 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 you know, I mean, they should, Vikings should win, should win, right? Clayton says the worst words ever to admit as a Vikings fan, we've been through it, but that is why, again, I have pause for today because of how we played against Buffalo. I just think granted Vikings defense, hopefully turned a corner last week, right? In Philadelphia against Carson Wentz, they, they shut him down enough, right? Which should be signs of good, Right. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I just it's it's never ending worry to be, you know, a Vikings fan. So Dalvin Cook is inactive today, um, starting to worry about this kid in the sense of, you know, toughness. Um, You know, I I hate to call out people like that, but, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette is a, a really good example of just a bitch. <laughs> somebody who's just, oh, my, my pussy hurts. I can't play today. Uh, you know, I'm, it, it's just hopefully that's not Delvin. He doesn't seem to be Delvin. Leonard Fournette, you can kind of tell by his makeup that, you know, he's that guy. But Delvin, I truly believe he's hurt. Um, I just hope that, you know, he can get better sooner than later. Not that Latavius Murray <clears throat> doesn't fill in admirably along with, you know, the other two guys, Rock Thomas and uh, that other guy I can't think of. But keep this in mind. The Vikings are the only team in the NFL right now that does not have a rushing on the season. Zero. Think about that. I mean, that you see Wu in the background right there? That is a, that is a feisty pit bull right there. <clears throat> but Vikings are the only team in the NFL that needs to change soon. Hopefully it does today. Hopefully Latavius gets it, you know, one or two. <clears throat> they need to get back to throwing. Kirk Cousins is on pace for, or back to running, I'm sorry. Kirk Cousins is on pace for 5,400 yards passing. I don't know if that's a record or not, but that sounds like a lot. And it, the absence of the run game right now, you can only go so far without a run game. Uh, they really need to emphasize that today against a defensive line for Arizona that isn't good against the run. Uh, so it behooves them to balance things out at least 60-40, not 75-25. Although Kirk Cousins, I mean, I said it on Tuesday night's post, you know, the wrap-up show. He, Kirk Cousins, I'm a fan. He, is, he makes throws. And he has made throws within these first five games 
that Case Keenum could only dream of. Uh, so that's a, he's doing great. Play action is working great. Defense needs to make it two in a row. Offensive line needs to step up. I mean, there's just things that need to happen. Um, so, ah, I don't know. Uh, obviously, the Vikings should win by a comfortable 10. All right? A comfy 10. Let's say that. Uh, other, the biggest game of the day, obviously, is the Patriots and Chiefs tonight in New England. Uh, not sure if my boy Mark is still on or not, uh, but huge game. We'll be hanging out watching the, that game later. Um, you know, Chiefs are 5-0. and They started out 5-0 and last year. Next thing you know, they were 6-6. Six and six. It is different year to year. I'm not saying, you know, I'm oblivious to that. But this is the litmus test for the Chiefs. This isn't so much for the Patriots. Patriots are going to be there in the end. They always are. Everybody knows that. This is Bill Belichick and the Patriots having 10 days of rest because they played last Thursday. And now they get 10 days to game plan for Patrick Mahomes and that offense, not saying they're going to slow it down. But I do believe Patriots win this game in Foxborough on Sunday Night Football. Chiefs defense brush aside what happened last week against Jacksonville because Blake Bortles is coming back down to earth from that playoff run, and he is showing Bortles' true makeup. It's it's crazy. But so throw that game away for the Chiefs defense because they looked like they were you know the O two Bucks. And, and they are one of the worst in the league. And they have to go to New England and slow down an offense that all of a sudden looks like it is better than the Chiefs. You've got Gronk, Gordon, the running backs, Michelle, and what's-his-face, uh, the other dude. I, I mean, Edelman. And, uh, I mean, it's just they've got a lot going on, and it looks like they're hitting their stride. Uh, so, I just, I, obviously, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I would say 45-31 Patriots. And, uh, you know, obviously 31, scoring 31, you should win a football game. I just don't see the Patriots punting tonight ever. I, I don't see it happening. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe the Chiefs won't either. I don't know. That's what happened last week. Yeah. Uh, that's, what, that's what happened last week. Just something that I totally forgot about uh, that I was going to say. He is a Viking. Uh, so, therefore, that's the other game. I'm excited to see that. There are some good games on today. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill's out for Miami. <clears throat> Atlanta. Wow. Chargers-Cleveland. I'm so excited for that game. I really am. That is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to watch that. Carolina-Washington a little bit. Seattle and Oakland are in London uh, right now, and they're going to be starting soon. Pittsburgh at Cincy, the other game of the day. Uh, I tell you what, that's a, that's a tough game for Pittsburgh. Cincinnati's looking really good, but this is a really good situation for Cincy to shit the bed, right, like they always do. I do see them beating Pittsburgh today, and Pittsburgh needs to regroup, um, and that's about it. A uh, couple things. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are boxing fans or not. I am. Terrence Crawford fought last night, free TV, ESPN. 
um, against a Benavidez kid who was undefeated and game, uh, 27-0, and and unfortunately, uh, you know, just lost stamina. First six rounds of the fight were really good. I had it a, a draw, 3-3. Crawford won the rest of them and then ended up winning in uh, the 12th on a, on a pretty crushing uh, uh, knockout. Nice uppercut. But I will say this. Every fight that Terrence Crawford fights, and don't get me wrong, the dude is so good. But his last five fights have been in Omaha, his hometown. And I'm sorry, I just, you know, that's like the Patriots playing every game at home. And just be like, yeah, I win. You know, it's like you're one of the best number two pound-for-pound guy in the world. And everybody knows you're good. Hi, Dino. But you just play at home. Like, go on the road, if you will, and fight. You know, even if it's Vegas, which hopefully the next fight is. But when you are fighting every time at home, and you, if it goes to the decision, you automatically win. And if, 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 you know, I mean, the crowd is automatically on your side. It's just, it's not fair, in my opinion. And don't get me wrong, it's not like the outcome would have been any different, per se, last night. But at the same time, time to, like, move on. But, you, you, you know, you sold 13,000 seats. That's great. But at the same time, like, Vegas can do that. So anyway, what everybody wants to see is Terrence Crawford, number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world, versus Errol Spence. I think he's three in the world. Both welterweights would be the fight that everybody wants. Unfortunately, top rank in Bob Arum is with Crawford, and Errol Spence is with Al Heyman. It's very widely known, Al Heyman and... Bob Arum don't get along. They don't like each other, so making fights is hard with them. But both the fighters want this fight. In my opinion, the promoters need to do everything in their power to make it happen. And, and you know, keep in mind, this is the thing that I don't understand anymore. I'm watching last night, you know, on, on TV and on ESPN Classic or whatever it is. They've got De La Hoya, Cesar Chavez, 96. They've got Hearns, Hagler, 3. Leonard and uh, Roberto Duran, 3. These fights, it's not a one and done. You can make money. And, and I'm assuming promoters can see that, right? But you can make more than one fight. And Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, I think, would be epic. I, I mean, I say that a lot, but this fight, I think, really would live up to the hype. And so, therefore, as a boxing fan, <clears throat> that's what I want to see. All of us want to see that. They can make it happen in Vegas sometime soon, maybe early next year, and I will go to Vegas and you know, not go to it, but I will definitely like be in the city trying to see it somewhere. Uh, because that would be a lot of fun. And if I'm not, then I'll just watch it for free like I always do here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like seven minutes left on the show. Uh, oh, one last thing. Um, you know, Colin Kaepernick's ad came out uh, with Nike. 
And at first, um, you know, it came off, you know, a lot of people didn't like it and so forth. Some, a lot of people did like it. That isn't my point right now. Fast forward, I think it's been three weeks or so since that t-shirt came out, for sure two weeks. And all of a sudden now, Colin Kaepernick trademarks his image. Like, Shea Guerra was the, the iconic image for the Cuban Revolution. Um, something tells me that he had no want or care to trademark his image. He wasn't in it for that. He was in it to free the Cuban people. And, uh, you know, just so happened that other people used his image as a iconic, like, um, reference to revolt you know, standing up for what you believe, fighting against the man. Bottom line, Colin Kaepernick just lost all credibility for myself, which doesn't mean anything to him. I know that. But all credibility when he tried to monetize this social injustice. It is one thing to stand up for what you believe and and protest and go on the news and make waves and so forth. That makes you look good. You can be, you know, the, the face of this, you know, movement against police brutality. Once you try and monetize that position, you automatically lose all credibility towards the cause because you have made it about money and not about people anymore, not truly upset about wanting to help against police brutality. You might feel a certain way about it, but this is so obvious. Trademarking an image to make money off of it, to have it so if other people want to, that they have to pay you to do it instead of just being proud and to be the face of this movement to go and have to make money on it you are a bitch Colin Kaepernick you are a bitch and if you were in front of my face I would tell it to your face you're a bitch because you just made it about greed instead of wanting to actually help the the cause Like it or not, that is the reality and that is the truth. And obviously, nobody would you know, ask him or say that, but that is exactly what is going on. I, just, I am shocked that nobody else has talked about this and, and put him out there on blast. How, does, how is this only obvious to me? Like, why have I not heard about this situation? It's, it's shocking to me. Like I say, the Cuban dude, that Shea guy, who's, if, you know, I mean, it's an iconic image. If you saw it, you would know what I'm talking about. There's something that tells me he didn't care about making money off of his image. It was all about 
standing up for what was right, trying to free his people. That is how people just don't realize how good people have it in this country. And yes, is it fair? No, I've said it before. It's never going to be fair. Is it fair in other countries? No, even Canada has a, a little you know, racist to them. It's just unfortunately the way it is. But Colin Kaepernick, of all people, who's, uh, you know, got money. It's just, you know, like, exactly. Yeah, Brian just said celebrities are expected to sell out constantly. And, I mean, that's exactly what they do. But this is, a, this is a, a sad, to me it's really sad. It's sad that it, it's so obvious what he's about and that's it's sad you know when you're you know like oh yeah police brutality you know how it's so bad you know blah blah and it's just like and then all of a sudden he's like oh wait i can make money off doing this Hmm. sounds sounds good i'm gonna do it uh so i obviously disagree i brought it up to a, a a black friend of mine at work the other day and he said ah get your money get your money and it's like I love Jonathan. I, you know, I just think it's, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. And nobody's going to say anything about it because heaven forbid anybody says anything about it and it'll just go on. And, and that's the way it is. Anyway, uh, about 50, 60 seconds left. Uh, go Vikes. Happy Sunday, fun day. Anybody uh, going out and having a good time today, uh, be safe. Drive fast, take chances also. And uh, that's about it. I'm going to get out of here. You can see the clock in the background. It is uh, 9.30-ish, 9.27. And uh, my time to shine. So, anyway, I'm out. You guys have a wonderful day. I'm Alistair. This is Tough Love. And I will see you Tuesday night. uh, uh, Recap. Bye, guys. Love you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.